Hello and welcome to the Art of Communication podcast with me, Robin Kermode. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermode.com. Hello, I'm Sian Hansen, and I'm here with Robin Kermode. Hello. I'm really looking forward to this. Well, actually, I always look forward to conversations with you. I would, ha- I would you. hope so. Okay, Robin, when's the last time you thought you were listening, but you didn't hear a word? Sorry? <laughs> so it's a very old gag, but it had to be done. I think when things are important to you, you tend to remember them, you tend to listen. Mm. When you think they're less important to you, you tend to pay less attention to it. Yes. So if you said to me, oh, by the way, when you get in the groceries, can you buy da 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 If one of the things on the list is really important to me... You'll remember I'll it. remember that, of course. You know, if you yeah. say, you need to get batteries for the recorder. Mm. I, I think batteries, I need the batteries. Yeah. But I might forget the cauliflower because <laughs> cauliflower is not on my radar, but it was on your radar. Yeah. So active listening is important because we have to consciously listen to what other people are telling us and what's important to them. Otherwise, we just listen to what's important to us. So there's a difference between listening and active listening. We can hear, you know, we can go to a play Mm. and listen to a play. We can watch a television show. We can listen to a speaker. Or music. Or music. But did we really listen to it or did we just let it waft over us whilst we were thinking about other things? Yeah, wafting over. Do you know what? I think sometimes in just daily life, Mm -hmm. what I say wafts over people. Well, everybody (laughs) wafts over people. (laughs) Okay, let's get into the meat and drink here. Focus. Focus. (laughs) Okay. Why is listening important? Well, listening is important for three or four main reasons. The first one, and it's really simple, is that everybody wants to be heard. They do, don't they? Everybody wants to be seen. They want to be recognised. Children do. Adults do. We want to be heard. So... If we listen and make it clear that we're listening, people feel heard and then they feel special and they feel great. So it's a kind thing to do. So the first thing, it's a kind thing to do. Yeah, got it. Secondly, that builds relationships. Mm -hmm. So if people feel heard and they think you're being kind to them, then of course they're going to want to spend more time with you. It's not just about building a relationship. It's about building a harmonious relationship. I'm thinking of a dispute if you're Mm. listening, if you actually actively listen. Yes, you have to in negotiation skills. You have to find a win-win. The other thing I think is it's incredibly powerful to listen well. So often in a meeting, the most impressive person in a meeting is the person who doesn't say very much. Mm. You know, they're taking it all in. Every now and then they'll say something like a little stone in a pool of water and the ripples come out and you think, that was really clever. Isn't this the stuff of all the stories? You know, there's always the wise elder, isn't it? The wise elder of the village, exactly. And they're the ones who have seen it all before and they listen, they compute the information and then they say, this is what you should do. Mm-hmm. So I think it can be incredibly powerful. And the, the last thing really, I think, on listening is that I give lots of talks and I coach people to make speeches. Mm. But you can't make a speech without an audience who are listening. Oh, that's so obvious. So you're it, right. It seems, really, it seems really obvious. It's so but you need the audience to listen. Yeah. And actually, it should feel like a conversation. But it can only feel like a conversation if the other half of the conversation is the listening half, which mm. is what the audience is doing. So we have to obviously speak in such a way that the audience want to listen. Mm. But if they don't listen, the speech doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't. So if you're a speaker, how do you monitor whether people are listening? Well, one of the ways is to ask them a question Mm. and then pause. And in that pause, which is a live pause, it's not a dead pause, it's a live pause, you can sense that they're thinking, that's interesting. 
And when you can see that on their faces or you can feel that in the room, then you know they're listening. They're engaged. Yes. They're engaged and there's one you. wonderful podcast episode we did earlier on when I talked to Peter Elliott, who's a clergyman in Vancouver, and he says, you know when you have the audience, when everyone is breathing in and out at the same time. Oh, Which wow. Is, and it's a really powerful image, that. Yeah. But essentially, if everyone's listening at the same time, then it really works as a conversation between the speaker and the audience. So okay. we do need active listening from the audience. So what you're really saying here is that listening is really important because it builds the relationship, whether it's between you and another human being, but also with an audience. It's important to be on the listening side. Yes. It's not an unequal partnership here. No. Listening is just as important as the speaking. Just as important. I mean, some people describe it like a game of tennis where it goes from one to the other, back mm -hmm. to back. But sometimes the listener doesn't actually have to say anything back. Yeah. Their part of holding the ball is that, and then the ball is sent back yeah. again. Yes. Okay, well, the most important thing here is what stops us doing this. I mean, you've just described why it's so important, but you know what? The world is full of people who don't listen. <laughs> there are, and there are reasons why. Yeah. So the most common reasons why are these. Firstly, Imagine we're in a restaurant, we're having dinner together, and you're telling me about your day. And then there's a rather interesting conversation at the next table. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking, I know oh my, my God, wife you is... do that all the time. <laughs> no, hang on. You no, listen I, to I other say... people's conversations all the time. I know. Do you know why? Mm. Because I think, despite the fact I'm a man, I think I can multitask. Right? <laughs> so I'm hearing this and I'm thinking, that's really fascinating. What's the relationship going on over this table yeah, yeah. over here? And I'm really interested in it. It's not that I'm not interested in what you're saying, but we get distracted. I think I can do both, and clearly I can't because you've got the out of No, actually, no, what you're saying is true of both of us. We're really curious, so I think that makes us good listeners yes. because actually we genuinely want to hear what you have to say. No, I do, and I want to hear what the other people are saying because it's fascinating. What the other people are saying. Okay, so the one thing then that stops us is listening to the ambient conversations around us. Well, I think it's because it's thinking we can multitask. Yeah. That's the biggest problem, and we get distracted by that. Okay. There are things that just distract us, mm. like noise. Music. Music. Objects on the table. We can start fiddling with them. Objects mm. in our pockets. What is that? We can get distracted by things and by mm. noise. One of the other reasons that we stop listening is cognitive dissonance, which is about when we, our belief system tells us we are right and what somebody is telling us is wrong. So as we're listening to them, we're judging. You just have to open a newspaper to see that happening, mm. don't you? It happens everywhere. Look, journalists are writing about this all the time. Yes, I'm right, you're wrong. Everything is becoming polarised. Yeah, yeah. But that also happens in our own minds. So somebody will say something to us and we'll say, yes, but you're always going to say that. Or we could say, I don't think you're really well informed enough on this subject. So I discount what you're saying anyway. So there's yeah. a sense of superiority in me or in the listener. Do you know what? I think this might be happening in radio interviews on those top news broadcasting stations at the moment. I think some of the interviewers mm. are probably a little guilty of that, actually. That, well, they don't really listen to the answers. What Not they do, really. They have five killer questions that they're going to get out there, and they're just trying to trap somebody into one of those questions. I think But they so. don't actually listen to the response. Oh, so they're just waiting to get their next question out. They're waiting to pounce, yes. Those political journalists tend to be more annihilators than listeners, yeah. I would say. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Generally. So tiredness, impatience, all these things stop us actively listening. I'm bored by this. It's mm. not important enough to me. It's a bit like names. If it's important for you to remember somebody's name for your career, mm. you're going to remember their name. 
you meet them at a party, this person could help my career. You will remember their name. And when you say goodbye to them at the end of the year, you say, goodbye, David, it was very good to meet you. If it's not so important, sometimes you don't remember because of all the various things we talked about, the multitasking, the noise, the distractions. Yeah. The impatience is an important one, actually, too. Mm. If you're going to get into a conversation with somebody, even if it's like a chat, not a big, serious conversation, but just chit-chat, just be present with them. Yes, but if you're impatient and you know that somebody's taking a long time to tell you something... Oh, you yes. can switch off. Oh, no, that's Can't true. You? you can. No, no, I've done that. <laughs> you can. No. And you think, I'm kind of fascinated by what you're saying in a way, but can you just speed it up a bit? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that does happen. No, I can definitely see that. But do you know, Robin, the one that actually happens to me all the time is when I'm anxious. Hmm. If I'm anxious for whatever reason, what I find myself doing is being so nervous and trying to remember what I wanted to say or yes. how I'm looking or how I'm sitting or something that I haven't really listened properly to the feedback that they're giving me. But actually, this is acute, really, when you're in the doctor's office. This happened to me the other day where the doctor was giving me not such good news. Hmm. And then you go in a kind of shock and we should say you're fine now. But. I'm completely <laughs> no. fine. But what you do is you stop listening. And isn't that why people say you should take a friend along with you? I think so. So the friend who is not under this fight or flight anxious mode yeah. can listen clearly. Yeah. And then you can say to your friend two days later, but didn't the doctor say this? And they went, no, what the doctor said was this. And yeah. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Because you go into panic mode. And I've I certainly so. done that when I was younger at job interviews. I know I stopped listening. So they'd ask me a question. I'd look completely blank, rather like a school child at the back of the school who hasn't been paying attention, you know, no idea where you are. And it's not helpful. Does that make the person feel good? No. No. So the person who asks you the question, if you go blank and can't answer it, they don't feel great. So you haven't heard them. So I suppose what you have to do is tell yourself, I'm anxious. You just have to acknowledge it in yourself. Mm. I'm suddenly very anxious. And therefore, I have to really pull up my listening skills Mm. and trying to get over that shock. And it might actually be as simple as slowing down. Yes. So if we just say, okay, listen to the question, take one or two beats before you answer, that gives you time to think of your answer. Mm. But if we're constantly thinking about what my next reply is, what my funny riposte is, then we're not actually listening. Okay, so now actually what we're doing is we're diving into what we can do to be more genuinely there, present in the moment, listening to the person speaking to you, whether that's you as a listener in a huge room full of people or just one-to-one or Mm -hmm. in a meeting. Mm -hmm. So what are the things that we can actually do to be more active? The first thing is we have to consciously focus. Focus on the person we're talking to. And that starts with eye contact. So have eye contact with them and not ridiculous eye contact where you're staring somebody, but have focus on them and what they're saying. And by focusing on them, we tend to focus less on the distractions around us. Make sure that you're looking at them. Yes. And I think eye contact is a good place to start. I think another thing we can do is to visualize what people are saying. Mm -hmm. It does depend on how your brain works. But Mm -hmm. I find if somebody's talking to me about a project and they're talking about building a new factory or whatever they're talking about. If I actually visualise what they're talking about, mm. it helps me stay focused on them. That's a great one, It's just, it just yeah. something, something that I do. I think the other thing we talked about earlier is stopping being judgmental mm. about what they're saying. Be open to new ideas. And the other thing is not interrupting. So we can often, through our judgment, come in too quickly and say, oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. It's wrong. But can I just come back to you on something, Robin? You just said, if you're a little impatient, in other words, the other person you're listening to, mm. who's speaking, is going on a bit. It's okay to interrupt, isn't it? 
I mean, it depends on the situation, but yes, yeah. probably you can say to them, I'm really fascinated by this. My train does leave in three minutes. So yeah. there are ways of- Or I want to catch that person who's just leaving. Person, yes, and yeah. maybe we could finish this off another time, but I, I'm really loving it. Yeah. So I think explaining to them why you're impatient, but if that's li- again being kind. It's being that's kind, but, but if you're listening, mm. there are times where you do have to interrupt, is what I'm saying. Yes, but I think we don't want to interrupt out of judgment. No. Okay, that, that's got what, it. That's what I mean. Okay, yes. yeah. And what we don't want to do is halfway through a sentence to say, oh, yes, I know what you mean. Because yes. that's quite annoying when someone says that. And you think, well, you haven't actually heard my whole thought. And I think the other thing we can do is to, well, before I explain this next one, and this is quite an important one, here's a scenario. So you buy one of those self-assembly tables. We've all bought them. You take them home. They're quite complicated. So you get the piece of paper open, and you can never find what a one and a two and a Z is, and you put them all together. And inevitably, one piece is missing. So the table is now not level, it's wonky. Mm. So you have to somehow put it back in the boot of the car, half assembled, and you drive back there and you wait in the returns queue for oh hours. Oh my God, we've all and been there. We've all been there. And you finally get to the front of the queue and you say to the person, I bought the table hoping it was going to work. There's a bit missing. I've had to put it all back in the car, wait three hours at the returns queue, etc. What is the first thing the person on the returns counter is supposed to say to a customer? Well, I assume sorry. Well, most people would say that. And sorry is a good thing to say, of course. Yeah. It's not the first thing. The first thing, or the best thing, is to repeat back what they've said, oh. which is so they feel heard. Oh, okay. So you say, you bought the table, you took it home. I know that's very complicated with all the instructions. You put it together, there's a piece missing. That's very frustrating. You had to put it back in the car. That's annoying. You had to drive back here, wait in the mm. queue. You must be very frustrated. And they go, yes. They feel heard. And then you say, I'm so sorry this has happened. And they go, okay. And then so, you give so a solution. Yes. And then you give a solution. And then right. you say, well, obviously, I can give you the piece and maybe a voucher to make you feel a little bit better. So one of the ways that we can become good active listeners is to repeat back what we've heard. Okay. But you don't repeat it back, do you, in a sort of verbatim way? Well, not robotically, no. No. Okay. Or even too obviously. Okay. But one thing I do do in a business context on video conferencing, I might make notes and write it down, write certain words they use. Otherwise, I'll listen for certain words. And if somebody says to me, for example, it's imperative we do this by the end of the year, that's a word they've chosen. So that word has emotional meaning for them. So I might repeat that word oh, back Oh, you repeat it back? Okay. So, but not immediately afterwards. Maybe a little bit later, I say, well, obviously, as you said, it's imperative for you to do this. They go, oh, Robin was really listening to me. So it goes back to what we said earlier. It's about being heard. Yes. When we were young, we were taught that if adults came to the house and we were introduced and we met them as children, yeah. one of the things we were taught to do is to remember one fact that you, you're consciously going to repeat back to them when you leave. Yeah. And it shows that you've been listening. So if they say, uh, we're going on holiday to Australia next week, when you leave, you can say, it's a great pleasure to meet you. Have a lovely holiday in Australia. Oh, good parenting. What it means is the person then, oh, Robin was listening to me. Yeah. That's all it is. And therefore, he found me interesting. He found me worthy of being listened to. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, that's nice. That's actually. nice, isn't it? Yeah, that's really nice. I tell you what, Robin, there's one thing that I do is that I always ask clarifying questions. And they're genuine questions. I'm not making them up just for the sake of it. Yes. But if I've sat and listened to somebody for some time, rather than going straight in with my Input. Or counter-argument, necessarily. Or counter-argument. That's why I used input, because it's (laughs) softer. (laughs) But if I go in with my input, I think it's better to ask questions first so that that person knows that you've been listening and you just want to clarify certain matters. Yes, and it shows you care about what they're saying. So all the things we're talking about here are about making the other person feel special, in a sense. And feel, in some way, you want to get a conclusion. You know, that you're both working together to get some sort of conclusion to whatever you're talking about. Absolutely. Or that you're learning from each other. Or there's, you know, there's got to be some point to it. 
Do you know what I mean? In any conversation. Yes. You know, we talked about the elder of the village, the wise village mm. elder there. There's something in wisdom. Part of the reason they're wise is because they have listened and learnt. And if they talked all their lives, mm. they wouldn't necessarily be as wise as they are now. Yeah. And the old phrase, I mean, the oldest phrase really about this probably is going way back to the Greeks. You know, we have two ears and one tongue. So let's <laughs> use them in proportion. Do you know understand. what? I think I learn more by listening at the moment, anyway, to people that are much younger than me. I love their fresh, new, bright ideas. My mind sort of... I think, anyway, it's sort of closed as I get older. No, your brain hasn't done that. And I think one of the reasons yours is not doing that is we're both of us consciously seek out younger people to be around. Yes. Because we really want to know what the new thing is. And actually, my parents always said to me that children bring lessons to you. And you should listen to the lessons yeah. that they're telling you. Our children will be taught, yes. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely, 100%. So really what we're saying is that listening is immensely important. It's not a passive position in any kind of communication. It's no. incredibly powerful. And we talked about this thing of being present. If you're really listening and not being distracted by anything else, then you well, are actively listening. Do you know what? That's incredibly important because I think if you see listening as a powerful force and a powerful part of a relationship, if you just switch that up in your head and see it as part of building relationships and how you can connect with another human being, which is what you always talk about, yes. Robin. Yes. I think this is actually one of the most important things that we've talked about in this podcast series so far. It is. And of course, the word listen is an anagram of silence. So you rearrange, the, I didn't know you that. rearrange the letters of listen and it's silence. And I think there is something about being silent mm -hmm. that allows the other person to speak. They just want to be heard, like you said at the beginning of the podcast. They just want to be heard. Yeah. We all do. You know, things are pretty confusing at the moment mm. in the world. Well, they always are. Like you said, there's always noise and distractions and mm. there's always something that you want to be doing instead. But why not just be present? Don't think about the past. Can't change it. You can't worry too much about the future. You have no control over it. Just be present in the conversation. And listening is a big part of that. Yeah, that's how we learn. Who thought that listening, being silent, is actually a fundamental part of communication? Yes, I think it's as powerful as speaking. Have you ever wished you could become a confident speaker or presenter? Then why not join my online masterclass, Speak So Your Audience Will Listen. In 10 easy-to-follow modules, you can become a confident and authentic speaker. For more information, visit robinkermer.com